We're just a few short weeks away from the 2023 NFL Draft. Who are the most notable draft analysts projecting the Bills to select at pick 27? We're exploring the latest mock drafts today on Locked On Bills. You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino, author of Go Bills and Buffalo's Run, also the co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. want to thank you for making Locked On Bills your first listen every day. Please be sure to subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, folks, today I want to center our conversation around some recent mock drafts. If you're like me, you see mock draft, you click on it, you want to see who the bills are taking, and then you have some type of reaction to that selection. Well, I've been doing that this weekend. I got caught up on all the latest mock drafts, and I saw who the bills have selected. And I want to talk about some of those picks. And I went through, I think it's like 15 different mock drafts that I want to reflect specifically on who the Bills were picking. And so the way that I have this broken down is the first segment, we're going to reflect on all the different receivers that prominent draft analysts had the Bills drafting. Then I want to get into other offensive players and then defensive players that I've seen mocked to the Buffalo Bills. And I'm going to give you my real honest thoughts on if that player were to be the pick. And I'll tell you what I would like about it and what I would not like about it. So let's have the conversation. Let's start with the most common name that I saw mocked to the Buffalo Bills. And this comes from Bucky Brooks and Eric Edholm of NFL.com and the Bleacher Report staff mock draft. They all had the Bills selecting USC wide receiver Jordan Addison. What I would like about that pick is I think Jordan Addison is a really good separator, good route runner, offers good yards after catchability, can win in the short areas of the field, intermediate and deep. He's got that vertical skill set as well. Very sure-handed receiver with good ball skills. There's a lot to like about the skill set. I think in so many ways, he'd be a really great complement to what the Bills have in Diggs and Davis. I think you can kind of put him in there in that slot and feel really good about that skill set meshing with not only the type of offense the Bills want to run and the skill sets that are missing, but typically the types of receivers that Josh Allen has had a lot of success throwing the football to. So I would like all that. Where I would have questions is, I mean, Jordan Addison's 5'11", 173 pounds. I mean, that is a lean dude. 5'11", 173. Very, very, very slender build. And for a guy that's a slender build, a very modest athletic profile. And this is the question that I would ask myself if the Bills picked Jordan Addison in the first round. And I I think I would probably mostly like the pick. But I would always ask myself, how much of Jordan Addison can I get in Josh Downs out of North Carolina or Marvin Mims out of Oklahoma on day two? That's where my mind would go. 
hey, I like this player, but could I have gotten a different player at a different position and then waited and got Josh Downs or Marvin Mims and got pretty much a very comparable player? That's kind of where my mind goes with it. And one thing, if you're new to listening to this podcast this year, you know that I have a Buffalo Bills-specific draft board, and boy, do I have a lot of plans for that this year. A lot of plans that I'm going to share with you very, very soon. And with my focus now being on Locked On Bills and Locked On NFL Scouting, the two podcasts that I do daily, you know, it really opens up a lot of time for me to invest in Bill-specific conversations more than I ever have, more time than I have ever had to put into this. And so we have some really cool plans for how I'm going to build out the Buffalo Bills specific draft board. I'm going to share that hopefully this week. And what's cool about that is it'll equip you for the NFL draft to be able to go as players are picked to peel them off and know exactly who I think the highest remaining player for the Buffalo Bills is. And I hope to rank a bunch of prospects for you to have that for draft weekend. But I'll slot Jordan Addison in there at some point. But I will always have that question. How much of Jordan Addison can I get in Josh Downs and Marvin Mims on day two? Well, Jordan Addison's not the only receiver that I saw mocked to the Bills. Daniel Jeremiah of NFL.com, probably the leading draft analyst in the industry, has the Bills in his most recent mock draft selecting TCU wide receiver Quentin Johnston. Let's talk about him. He's got a unique skill set. Tall, like almost 6'3", over 200 pounds. Has some impressive explosiveness for a guy that that's, that's that tall. He's got surprisingly good hip sync as a route runner and yards after catch skill as a bigger bodied receiver. I think there's a lot of physical comparisons that make sense to, to me to Martavis Bryant. Not sure if you guys remember him out of Clemson, went to the Steelers, had some character issues, but he was a really talented guy. And so I I like those qualities about him to have the length and size that he offers with the hip sync and the yards after catch skill. I like that. But I will say this, when it comes to things I don't like about Quentin Johnson, for a bigger bodied receiver, I don't see a guy that's dominant at the catch point. I don't see a guy with consistent hands. I see very gradual acceleration and just this big 12 possession receiver that really wasn't that dominant at the catch point. That's a skill set that always makes me nervous. Always. In fact, I'll tell you this. I don't want the Bills to pick Quentin Johnson at pick 27. I would not like that pick. I just don't know if that's the type of skill set that typically meshes well with Josh Allen. I don't think it's the skill set that they need. And there's just a lot of questions about the prospect and what he offers and how it translates to the next level. So he's a stay away. He's a player that I would stay away from in the first round. Another receiver that was mocked to the Buffalo Bills is Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver uh, out of Tennessee. Danny Kelly from the Ringer mocked Jalen Hyatt to the Bills. And and Jalen Hyatt, what, what there is to like about him is speed. I mean, this guy is a burner. Vertical ability, ability to get down the field, get behind the defense and make plays, right? Very fluid athlete, really good ball skills. I like the player, um, and I I would really like that type of speed in this Bills offense. I think that's something that's kind of missing, right? That for As much as Ken Dorsey showed us that he 
wants Josh Allen to push the ball down the field. For as much as Josh Allen pushed the ball down the field last year, you don't actually have a true just, hey, I can run by everybody type player. Well, you get that in Jalen Hyatt. Now, as for the concerns, I have a lot of concerns with Jalen Hyatt. I mean, the projection here is very difficult. I mean, he's coming from this Tennessee. I mean, you want to talk about air raid, spread, tempo, college offense. That is a prominent thing across college football, but Tennessee does it at a in a way that is unlike anything else. The, the way that they space the field, the tempo, the types of route combinations, it is just not it's not like anything you're going to see in the NFL. And so I think there's a big curve ahead for Jalen Hyatt, whether it's the routes that he's going to have to learn to run, uh, the alignments, right? A guy that really enjoyed playing in the slot. Uh, he's a lean build, six foot 176. So the same type of stuff I talked about with Jordan Addison in terms of body composition. And Jalen Hyatt's a guy that really only had one year of meaningful production in college. So there's a lot of questions there. I think there's certain points where I think Jalen Hyatt would be a good idea for the Bills. I don't think it's at pick 27. The last receiver that I've seen mocked to the Bills in the first round uh, is Zay Flowers. And Brad Spielberger of PFF uh, mocked Zay Flowers, the wide receiver from Boston College, to the Bills. And I think the conversation here is pretty similar to the one that I had about Jordan Addison. There's a lot to like about Zay Flowers. Super dynamic, right? That's what stands out. The dude's a baller, right? Yards after catchability is there. His explosiveness is pretty evident. Proven to be able to win at all three levels of the field at Boston College. I like all of that, and I'd like that in the Bills' offense. But not only do I ask myself the same question about how much of, say, Flowers can I just get in Josh Downs and Marvin Mims on day two, but also, I mean, we're talking about another size outlier. 5'9", 182 with 29 and a quarter inch arms. So we're talking sub 5'10", 182 pounds and sub 30-inch arms, barely 29-inch arms. And so that scares me. And that's not the type of player that I really love investing a first-round pick in. So the wide receiver conversation is a little bit complicated for me in the first round because I'm not against it. And, And if Jackson Smith and Jigba's there, out of Ohio State, a pick 27, you sprint to the podium. You, you just you pick that guy. I just don't know that he's going to be. And when you look at these other options, I have questions and questions that make me say, you know what? I think I'd rather just wait on a different player on day two and pick a different player in round one. And so I can still get better at receiver, but I can get better somewhere else too. So that's kind of my outlook on this crop of wide receivers again. Give me Jackson Smith and Jigba all day long at pick 27. But quite honestly, I'm not sure I'm super in on a whole lot of the other options because I feel I can get comparable players a little bit later on. All right, we got a bunch of other offensive players to get to here in the next segment. But first, I need to tell you about Ultimate Football GM. Folks, you've heard me talk all about this mobile game. And if you've ever thought you'd make a good NFL GM, well, you got to give this game a try because when you play Ultimate Football GM – You get to control and manage every strategic aspect of your team as you play through seasons and lead your team to glory by trying to build a dynasty. With Ultimate Football GM, you're responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring coaches, managing the finances, negotiating salaries. Uh, you got to deal with free agency, the draft, personnel issues, all the ups and downs of a season, all in a challenging and realistic game world. 
Ultimate Football GM is completely free, playable, offline, on the go, as you want and when you want to. I have so much fun with it. You know I love team building, uh, so I spend a lot of time on Ultimate Football GM. In fact, if you want to try it out, Lockdown Bills listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code LOCKDOWN in the game store. That's LOCKDOWN, so make sure to check it out today. To download it, again, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. All right, let's dig into these other offensive players that I saw mocked to the Bills in these recent mock drafts that I went through. The first one we'll get to is from Charles Davis from NFL.com. He has the Bills drafting offensive tackle Darnell Wright out of Tennessee. First of all, I, I have some questions about whether or not Darnell Wright gets to pick 27. Uh, he's a good prospect. So what I would like about Darnell Wright is that he's a good prospect at a premium position, right? We got a good prospect that plays offensive tackle. That's that's typically a good idea to use your first-round pick in a guy like that. And you watch Darnell Wright play, you see probably the heaviest hands in the class in terms of just that ability to get control of blocks and move people, powerful punch, loves to snatch, snatch and trap guys, really – there's an aggressiveness with his hands and a lot of power, a lot of grip strength there. Dude's got some real heavy hands. I think he takes good angles and, and really has a natural feel for um, how he operates, whether that's getting into space, whether that's cutting off speed off the edge. He's an exciting player. There's a lot to like here. As far as what I, I guess my concerns would be is that his feet can look a little bit heavy on tape. You see some waist bending, right? Some, some of that wanting to fold, uh, fold in half a little bit. Um, not always completely being in control, ducking his head a little bit on contact, and not being able to sustain blocks. That's all teachable, so you don't get too concerned there. But he's got some technique stuff to improve upon. And there's some questions that I have about the way he won in college and how that translates to the next level, right? Darnell Wright is a super powerful dude, and we talked about this Tennessee tempo spread scheme and I mean his pass sets and there's not a lot of vertical sets right it's a lot of 45 degrees cutoffs get your hands on guys right can he take true pass sets there's going to be an adjustment there for him uh, so I think he's got a chance to be a really good starting right tackle I think he's a worthwhile first round pick for any team that needs a tackle um, I like that he's a good prospect at a premium possession my my, my question here is if the Bills Pick an offensive tackle, cool, because I think Spencer Brown is upgradable. Now, I'm still also in on Spencer Brown and his development, but my belief, at least right now, is that the Bills are in on Spencer Brown. Again, can you make a case that if there's an upgradable starter offensively on this football team, who is it? Everybody in the world is going to say Spencer Brown. That's the most upgradable starter that you have on offense. All right, cool. Well, then that makes sense to talk about offensive tackles in the first round. But are the Bills still in on Spencer Brown? I believe they are. I think they're looking at Spencer Brown as their starting right tackle. So whatever that discrepancy is, that's what the the hang-up for me is in this Darnell Wright conversation for the Bills at 27, and that's if he gets to 27. My brother, Frank, at every turn, wants to tell me that Darnell Wright's a top 15 pick. And so if, if if that's true and you kind of see some of the buzz that's happening with him, he's not in play for pick 27. So we'll see. 
We'll see on that one. Again, good prospect, premium position. I mean, I'm not going to be mad about that. And again, how do you? What's the starter you can upgrade on offense? Spencer Brown. The next one is also an offensive tackle, Gordon McGinnis from PFF, offensive tackle, Dewan Jones out of Ohio State. What I would like about that again, good prospect, premium position, but I mean, Dewan Jones is a pretty rare guy. Six eight, three seventy four, thirty six and three eighth inch arms, eleven and five eighths in the hands. I mean, this guy is just a a mountain of a man. He's a monster. Powerful, moves really well for his size. Two good years of tape at Ohio State, got better this past year. There's a lot to like about him. The questions that I have here would be, well, I mean, I, I almost feel like that's too big. And I think it's easy for us to say a guy's too small, right? Okay. He's small. It's unlikely that a player that at that stature would be successful, but I don't know that we do it enough for the other side where someone's just too big. Dewan Jones could be four inches shorter, 50 pounds lighter, have three less inches of arm length, and he'd still be a big tackle. I mean, did you hear what I just said? That's pretty insane. He's just massive, and I don't know that he needs to be that big. So I have some concerns there, right? Just 380 pounds, 6'8" nearly 37-inch arms. I mean, this is excessive. There's diminishing returns at a certain point. But then also, how does a guy like Dewan Jones at offensive tackle mesh with a quarterback like Josh Allen? We know Josh Allen's not going to be a quick-triggered guy. He's going to extend plays, could put a lot of stress on the offensive line to sustain blocks for a long time. And I think Dewan Jones is a good athlete for 380, but I still think his range is, is pretty modest. His lateral quickness is pretty pretty modest. And so is that going to mesh well with Josh Allen? So I'd have some questions there, but it's a lot like the Darnell Wright conversation. Let's move on to Keith Sanchez from the draft network. Love Keith. One of my favorite people in the whole world. He has the bills picking interior offensive lineman, Joe Tipman from Wisconsin. What I would like about that is I, I think there's a good case to be made that Joe Tipman is the best interior offensive lineman in the class has size and athleticism, the Wisconsin pedigree, smart, versatile player, checks a lot of boxes. I think he's going to be a high-quality starter for a long time. My question here is, what's the path to playing time? I think the Bills are locked in with Ryan Bates and Connor McGovern as their guards. I think they're locked in on Mitch Morse. Now, Mitch Morse is certainly aging. The concussion stuff always comes up. But I still think you got another couple of years of Mitch Morse. So you could pick Joe Tippmann. He's a good player. But how's he getting on the field? What's the path for him to get on the field? We want impact, right? That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a guy at pick 27 that can make an impact for this Buffalo Bills team and help them get to the postseason, win in the postseason, and play in the Super Bowl. That's what I'm looking for. And short of an injury, I don't know what that path is for Joe Tippmann. Oh, by the way, you got David Edwards coming off the bench already. You've got Ike, Ike Bucker coming off the bench already. You got a lot of versatility already in this in these interior offensive linemen. You got tackles that can play guard like a David Questenbury. And so I just I don't know where I get the impact if the Bills draft Joe Tittman. Good player. If you're going to pick an interior offensive lineman in the first round, sign me up for Joe Tittman. I just don't know how he sees the field. There's one more offensive lineman. There's a tight end and a running back. Let's get to the last offensive lineman here. Nate Tice. And Deontay Lee of the Athletic have the Bills taking Florida 
interior offensive lineman Osiris Torrance. Uh, what I'd like about that pick is I think the Bills again. Well, first let's start all the same things I said about Tipman getting on the field. All that I have the same questions for Torrance. What I would like about Torrance is that I think he's a physical dude, and the Bills will become a more physical offensive line. I like that. He's a people mover. He's uh, he had a really good season this past year at Florida. Leveled up from Louisiana. Uh, where he was a starter for a couple of years, then came to Florida, played his best football, looked really good against SEC competition. But I would say, on top of everything I said about Joe Tipman and the path to being on the field, I just don't think Torrance stylistically is the type of offensive lineman the Bills have gravitated towards over the last couple of years. His athletic profile just doesn't mesh with what the Bills have preferred. And he's a, there's not any versatility here. At least with Joe Tipman, I can tell you that he could play guard or center. I think Torrance is a guard only in a gap run scheme. So I just don't see that. Josh Edwards out of CBS had the Bills drafting tight end Dalton Kincaid out of Utah. What I'd like about that pick is, I mean, we're talking about a dynamic receiving talent. I think he's the best receiving tight end in this class. I don't think it's close. Hands, ball skills, route running versatility as a receiver can line up in so many different spots and win. He's super good at receiver. And he only played one year of high school football, started his career at San Diego. And really, you know, he's a, he's a guy that I think has room to get even better as a receiver. And he comes from Utah. And I like how Utah uses their tight ends because I think it sets them up well to be able to step into the NFL and contribute really dynamic receiving talent. Good size. I like him a lot. As far as where you'd be concerned about Dalton Kincaid is, first of all, I mean, I don't think he gives you much as an inline run blocker. And so you'd like to have more in that regard. He's a high effort blocker, but he just doesn't win a lot of blocks, in my opinion. And the biggest question I probably have about any tight end in the first round is can you maximize that investment? A tight end, too. We're talking about. This Bills team impact is tight end two going to be the way to get over the hump? Is tight end two going to be the way to maximize your opportunity to to improve as a football team with the investment to pick 27? I would have questions about that. The last one here uh, in the other offensive positions is a running back, Mike Tannenbaum of ESPN, former high executive for the Jets and Dolphins, has the Bills drafting running back Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama. What I would like about Jameer Gibbs is he's absolutely an electric playmaker, 4-3 speed, really good receiving skills, very competitive runner for a sub-200-pound back. What I wouldn't like about Jameer Gibbs is, well, it's a redundant skill set. I don't think the Bills need another sub-200-pound running back with speed and receiving skills. They have James Cook and Naheem Hines. I'm sure Gibbs is going to be a really good starting running back for somebody, but I just don't know how this adds anything different or upgrades anything on the team right now. And so if you're a running back and your name's not B. John Robinson, we're not, we're not, we're not interested in that at pick 27, or at least, or at least I'm not. Uh, so there you have it. I hope we, we have defensive players to get to here in just a moment, but let me say this. I hope you don't listen to this and feel like I'm just out on every single player. I just want to be honest with you and tell you what I would like and what I would not like. And I don't care what player it is. There's going to be stuff to say about both sides of the coin. And so I just try to look at this from 
like a, a holistically see it all, see the whole thing, see the whole picture, what I would like, what I wouldn't like. Even if I wouldn't want the Bills to draft that player, there are things that I would like about it. So hopefully, I, as I'm talking through this, I feel like I'm kind of negative on a lot of this. I'm just trying to present both sides of it, and I hope you can appreciate that. All right, folks, we need to take a quick break here. In just a moment, there's some defensive players and several that I really like we're going to get into here right after a quick break. All right, there's some defensive players that some of these prominent draft analysts have projected the Bills draft. Let's start with Chris Trapasso, Western New York native. Works for CBS. He put out a mock draft. Had the Bills draft and linebacker Jack Campbell from Iowa. Well, we talked a lot about Jack Campbell last week, so you should have a pretty good idea of how I feel about this, but I just think he's the right package at linebacker for the Bills. Intangibles are off the charts, highly uh, accomplished in in terms of academics. Two-year defensive MVP for Iowa, who's been awesome on defense the last couple of years. Uh, Won all the coaches' appreciation awards, so you got leadership, you got production, you got the Iowa program, which we know Sean McDermott has an affinity for. The guy's working out with Luke Keekley right now. You'll love that. He's got size, athleticism, downhill ability. He's smart, good processor, tackles well, fills a massive need. There's a lot to like about the idea of Jack Campbell. What I wouldn't like about Jack Campbell is I would always ask myself, can you get him a tick later? Will there be a greater talent at a position of lesser need that should not be overlooked? Entirely possible. Entirely possible. And so that's something that I'm keenly aware of as I talk about Jack Campbell. And I I feel like I've championed the idea of Jack Campbell as the Bills pick at 27. Big part of me that's hoping for that. And and that's really rooted into my lack of comfort in what the Bills currently have at the position. So it just feels dire to me that you need an upgrade there. And Jack Campbell just seems perfect to me. Personality-wise, leadership skill set, athleticism, size. He just, he has it. So I'm in. Not the only linebacker mocked in the first round of the Bills. Jordan Reed, my former co-worker, love Jordan, uh, from ESPN. It's still cool for me to uh, to see that Jordan's at ESPN. I know he's, he's loving it, man. He's a good dude. He deserves everything good that comes for him. Uh, linebacker Drew Sanders out of Arkansas. Again, just like Jack Campbell, we talked about him end of last week. What I would like, obviously, you know about my concerns with the Mike linebacker position. I think he's a really high-ceiling guy. Uh, Big-time recruit out of Texas, went to Alabama, five-star recruit. All the athleticism you could want, great size, really dynamic physical package. And I think he's got a big-time ceiling to develop into. So while on one hand he's raw and only a one-year starter, you feel like his best football is ahead of him and you can really bet on the traits and unlock a lot of talent still in this dude. I like the way he plays. I mean, he's urgent. He's got rush ability. He's physical. There's a temperament and competitive toughness to the way that he plays a game that that anybody would like that likes football. As for the concerns as well, he's raw. One-year starter. I think he's a poor tackler. So maybe he'll fit right into this Bill's defense full of poor tacklers, but I certainly would like better tackling skill out of my Mike linebacker. Um, And just, I think there's a curve we have to acknowledge. Now, part of that's exciting because I think being aware of some of his rawness, you can 
tap into his ability to rush and maybe you can get more creative with some of your back seven personnel and you can uh, unleash him as a pass rusher at times. So like there's some appeal there for me too with um, what he offers right now, where I think he needs to go and like what you can do to maximize him in between. Like that, there's a, there's a fun, some fun ideas there to me, but he's definitely, if you want to use him traditionally as a Mike linebacker, I think there's some give and take that you have to recognize there given his, relative newness to to playing off-ball linebacker. All right, let's move on to uh, Bruce Feldman. Bruce Feldman from The Athletic had the Bills drafting defensive tackle Mozzie Smith out of Michigan. What would I like here? Well, I think you get another really dynamic physical talent, massive, powerful, athletic dude. Uh, I think he will help the Bills win the line of scrimmage on defense with more consistency and you know, defensive tackle prospects have been really lacking over recent years. And Mozzie Smith has got top-tier traits that really, really excite me. I also say this about Mozzie Smith is I think he's got the ability to be a math changer. What do I be, mean by a math changer is I think his presence in the middle of your defense allows you to be more comfortable playing with some lighter boxes uh, because I feel like you can really trust him to anchor and control and win his space. Um, and that allows you to maybe be more aggressive with blitzing, maybe, maybe allows you to feel more comfortable with six-man boxes if necessary, um, and I think that's a good thing, um, and that's because of Mozzie and the skill set that he offers, so I'd really I'd really like it. And you know that I'm concerned about the defensive tackle position. Um, none of them are signed beyond this year. You got Daquan Jones, Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips, Tim Settle. How good's Tim Settle, right? Big question. Jordan Phillips, can he stay healthy? Well, he hasn't for the last three years, so there's that. Um, and then Daquan Jones and Ed Oliver is a good starting pair, but you you need more, especially with how much you rotate. So um, I'd like the short-term and the long-term help that Amazi Smith can offer. I mean, especially like live in a world where the Bills roll with Terrell Bernard at Mike Linebacker and Matt Milano as his running mate. First of all, you might have the smallest pair of linebackers in the history of the NFL. Well, what's going to help them? The D-line. Like, you need a player, another player like Daquan Jones. You need a Amazie Smith to be able to be on that front level and give those guys a chance behind them. So there's a lot to like about this idea of Mozzie Smith. Now, when it comes to concerns, I still think he needs to develop his pass rush um, skill set. He's big and athletic, that's for sure. Uh, but there's room to grow there. He certainly didn't make as much of an impact as you would like as a pass rusher at Michigan and, and making plays behind the line of scrimmage. And I, I think that's just kind of applying his physical skill um, with more consistency would be helpful, right? You, I mean, you got a big, big, powerful athletic dude. Turn that into more wins on the field, um, I think, is what the challenge ahead for Mozzie Smith is. Last player I want to mention uh, is the – the player, Cynthia Freudland, I, I think that's how you say her last name, of NFL.com, had the Bills. This is a surprising pick for me. Uh, Cam Smith, corner from South Carolina. Uh, I'll tell you this about Cam Smith. He's a good football player, and if the Bills needed a cornerback, I'd love him. I mean, one of my favorite prospects in this class, regardless of position, is Cam Smith. The dude's a dog, man. Quick feet, fluid hips, instinctive in coverage. He hits. He's physical, plays off contact, tackles. All of that. There's a competitive toughness that I love about him. And he's got ball skills. I mean, this guy checks all the boxes. Big, big fan of Cam Smith. I just don't get the position. 
I don't, I, I can't be convinced. And this is the first time in probably like four years, but I cannot be convinced that cornerback makes sense for the Bills to pick 27. You got Trey White. You got Kyrie Elam, who you just picked in the first round. The guy that started over Kyrie Elam, Christian Benford, he's still there. The guy that started over both of them, Dane Jackson, he's still around. Like, what? I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. I love the player. I really do. And I've been pounding the table for corners. But the Bills are at a point right now where it just doesn't make any sense to me. Why would the Bills be drafting a man coverage corner in the first round under these circumstances? I don't get it at all. Love the player, though. And you could say the same thing I said about Darnell Wright. Good prospect at a premium position, right? And so you you, you generally like that. I just, I, the opportunity cost doesn't make any sense to me here. Although someone's going to get a really good football player in Cam Smith. All right, folks, there you have it. I, I, I scoured the internet for the mock drafts that I could find. Prominent uh, draft analysts out there. Uh, prominent uh, outlets and and wanted to kind of reflect on who they had at this point in time going to the Buffalo Bills. And so as we ramp up towards this NFL draft, I want to continue to get more takes out there, more thoughts on these players. And I thought this was a good way to to cover a bunch of ground here. I think we covered like 15 different players today in our conversation. So hopefully you found this helpful. Tomorrow my plan is herd mentality. Um, maybe there'll be some breaking news. Not sure if there is, we'll get to that. And herd mentality will be pushed today. Got some other fun stuff this week. Want to take a good hard look at Spencer Brown at some point as well. So make sure you're subscribed. Would love it. If you took a second to rate review and share the podcast, have a great rest of your day. Go bills. And I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.